calling all business people, scholars, and just, well, all-round nice people. I have got something for you. The Anti-Plan. Well, despite the title, I'm not proposing complete anarchy, but please just keep listening. Now, many people who know me will be familiar with my dislike of plans and planning. I do realise the need for it and do create them, but often they're created more because someone has decreed that a plan shall be made rather than me really wanting to create one. But many plans that are created, they're not fit for purpose. They either create too much rigidity or sometimes too much flexibility. But today I'm going to treat both plans and strategy in exactly the same way. But first, let's consider two basic types of strategy. First, we have a term first coined by Michael Porter, which is deliberate strategy, where we have fixed start and end points and a set of well-defined steps or a pathway to get there. Now, people have played around with this in order to produce a little wiggle room, but basically your company's in a straitjacket and with business life cycles reducing in length, this is often not the best type of strategy to be pursuing. Now, Henry Mintzberg defined emergent strategy, which in the early days simply referred to the strategy that emerged as time went by. It made things sound a bit like a company was following this route and they were just simply waiting to see what happened. Now, Mintzberg's ideas appeal to me. They don't appeal to everyone. There is, however, another way which I have called the anti-plan, as it is poles apart from the idea most people have regarding a plan or strategy. It is, however, a plan. Now, the only reason for actually having a plan is because we wish to achieve something. So let's define a starting point, but an approximate end point. This is important because although we might be aiming for something in particular, we might not quite make it there. For instance, our hope for increase in profit of 10% might only be 7%. So why not have our endpoint specified as a range? Maybe an increase in profit of 5 to 15%. Next, we might consider resources that we wish to use. These could be people, materials, time, money, etc. Now, most plans will fix these numbers. But what if we cannot have 50 staff, but instead we can have 30 now and maybe another 15 in four weeks? Now, in reality, all of our other resources might have ranges or not be completely fulfilled. So now we have the things we need and hopefully we can keep them within certain ranges, staff 30 to 55, Expenditure, 1 million, plus or minus 100,000, and so on. So, what comes next? Well, we have a slightly blurry target and resources. And these might be within acceptable ranges, but not necessarily optimal. 
The next thing to do is to have regular reviews of our progress to check we're just going in the right direction and have achieved any interim targets that we might have set. And this sort of philosophy will be familiar to people who followed Scrum or Agile in the past. Now, if we review our progress along with the various parameters that we have set ourselves, then we can continue as long as we are making progress towards our endpoint. If we are not, then maybe we have to replan and change direction. A little bit like a boat tacking into the wind here. But imagine that after the agreed time frame, we have increased profits by anywhere in the desired range. As a company director or business owner, wouldn't you consider that to be a success? It is an exercise worth undertaking, especially since business life cycles are getting shorter and our plans are having to be more and more flexible in order to cope. Have a think about it. Bye for now.